Today's episode of the Shoot It Straight podcast is a little bit different. So this is a replay of an interview that I did on my friend Kate's podcast, How You Pictured It. We are talking all about what it looks like to run a business and also be walking through grief. As you can imagine, if you know anything about my personal story, this has really impacted my life and my business over the last five years. So this interview is a really candid, honest, and vulnerable conversation with Kate, where we share our personal stories on this very topic. Trust me when I tell you this episode is fantastic. And if I'm being honest, this is probably my favorite interview that I've ever done. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Gebhardt. Here, I will share an honest take on what it's like to be a female creative entrepreneur while balancing business, motherhood, and life. Myself, along with my guests, will get vulnerable through honest conversations and relatable stories because we're willing to go there. If you're trying to find balance in this exciting place you're in, yet willing to talk about the hard stuff too, the Shoot It Straight podcast is here to share practical and tangible takeaways to help you shoot it straight. I'm joined today by Sabrina Gebhardt. I had the pleasure of meeting Sabrina last year at the Reset Conference and then hearing her speak this year, Photo Native. Um, and part of what her talk was um, sparked a little bit of curiosity for me and an idea for this conversation. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about grief and running your business through grief. Um, Sabrina, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to start? Yeah, sure. Um, First of all, I can't believe that we've only known each other a year. (laughs) I feel like it's been longer than that. Yeah. When you said that's when we met, I was like, really? That's when we met? It's only been a year. But yes. um, So I'm Sabrina Gebhardt. I am a lifestyle family and newborn photographer in Fort Worth, Texas. And I've been doing that for over 12 years now. And I'm also a business coach and an educator. I have a mastermind and a membership and all the things. And like Kate said, I love to speak at conferences. I'm one of those weirdos that really enjoys public speaking. (laughs) Like it's never good at it. Thank you. It's never been hard for me. I really do kind of love being up there. Um, And I also have a podcast as well called Shoot It Straight. So that's me. That's exciting. So let's just kind of jump into this. Um, At Photo Native, when you were talking, you were talking about some big experiences and how they led to changes in your business. I um, go ahead and tell us what those were, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll give you the short the short version of this, since you know we don't want this to be like a two hour podcast. Um, Within six months of one another, I lost my grandmother who was my person. She's my Mimi. Um, She was my soulmate. We traveled together. She raised me for several years. Um, She was my best friend in the whole world. I lost her to cancer, um, which was at the exact same time and in the exact same place as Hurricane Harvey in Houston. So I lost her the night before the hurricane hit, which means I got stranded in Houston in her home alone for seven days. And so I was grieving the loss of her Um, I was also grieving all of my friends and my family all were still in Houston. So I was grieving all of their losses as well. So it was like an internal grief with external grief on top. Again, within six months. So those two big things happened. I also had an emergency appendectomy, which 
emergency. It was unexpected. Didn't know that I was going to have surgery and then a recovery process. Uh, We also sold our home, bought a new home, moved into said home, then moved out of the home to do a renovation. We gutted the thing down to the studs. Uh, While we were living in a tiny little Airbnb going through that, um, I got a call that my mom was unresponsive and had to rush back to Houston. And I actually lost my mom that same day, which was completely unexpected. I knew that Mimi was going to pass because yeah. she had cancer and it had been years. My mom was like a fully unexpected out of nowhere loss. And all yeah. of that happened within six months. And I have three kids and a full-time business and was renovating house. And like life just kept going, right? And then all right. of a sudden, yeah. about, about six months later, I woke up one day and realized I'm not okay. And I haven't been okay for a really long time. And that sparked a whole load of changes in my life and in my business. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my dad last December. So I guess it's been a year, over a year, December, 2021. Um, unexpectedly, he was diagnosed with cancer. And then the next week he had a heart attack and passed away. So it was really fast and sudden. Um, and he was kind of my person, like my mom and my brother are besties and my dad and I were besties kind of. And yeah. I, I mean, I have a really close relationship with my mom too, but um, yeah, losing my dad was shocking. And then that came after, you know, already, I felt like I was experiencing grief before that, grieving the life I had before the pandemic. Yeah. So I think it's just interesting to see that there's all different kinds of grief um, and how we deal with that and how it affects our business is kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I know for me, it I mean, the grief of the pandemic in my previous life made big changes to my business. Yeah. And then um, when, when I lost my dad, I had to make changes too. So let's talk about kind of what some of those changes were that you made with that shift. Yeah. So for me, a lot of it was realizing that I had built this business that was completely unsustainable. And the crazy thing is that if you would have asked me before any of this happened, I would have been like, uh, no, my business is fantastically sustainable. Like I felt like I was doing everything right. I was charging high prices and I was, I thought I was in control of my calendar and I had an assistant and I was using automations and I was outsourcing my editing and I was doing everything right on paper. But a big part of what I realized was going well was I was actually not allowing any time for myself and to like rejuvenate myself and take care of myself. And my calendar was packed so tight that if anything happened, which in six months, a lot of things happened, um, I had no room to shift and ebb and flow with my clients. And it was just a constant letdown of people, right? Like, I can't serve you now. I can't do this now. I can't even reschedule you. I just have to cancel you, you know? And it was just that over and over and over again. And so the biggest change for me has been really reevaluating my capacity and how much I can take on, not just client-facing work, but also like the podcast and my coaching and different things and allowing way more of a time buffer for when life does happen. That's huge. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, so I lost my dad in December, so it was slow season for photography, but like the last thing I talked to my dad about was my podcast. Like I was just starting the podcast and, you know, I, I felt, honestly, it was a little bit like guilt that I needed to get it, get it up and published and going. 
because that's that's what I had talked to him about last. And so figuring out how to like do that and still allow for like recovery and adjustment yeah. in your like how you feel. Like there's a lot. And I feel like, I mean, I don't you're further out than I am from that big event. Um, but I don't it lasts a long time. Grief lasts a long time. And I don't think that we realize that. And what that what that even means, you know, like what does grief yeah. mean? Yeah, it is definitely it's definitely something that falls under the category of you have no idea what it's like until you're in it, right? It's just like our parents tell yeah. us, like, you'll never know how much you love a child until you become a parent. This is the same thing. Like, you can never understand right. grief until you've been thrown into the fire. And it has been such a learning process for me of allowing myself the grief because it comes in waves and the first year is very hard and everything is raw, but then it just pops in sometimes. I mean, I am five years out from this. And just last week, I woke up one morning and I realized that in my dream, I had heard Mimi's voice talking to me and it oh. sh like I, I, it like shut me down. I woke up and I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, she was there. And it just brought it all back, you know? And so it is just this constant cycle. And um, as business owners, it's hard because like, it's we have our kids, we have our family, and then we have this business baby and we feel like we can't stop and we don't want to stop because we love it. But uh, But recognizing when we have to pull back and allowing ourselves that space is absolutely huge to being able to move forward at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, like you're saying, it does come in waves and like, you could wake up totally fine and everything's going great that day. And then something stupid happens and you like lose it and you kind of yeah. have to stop working for the day sometimes. And that, yeah. having that um, buffer space and that white space, as you call it, typically yeah. um, kind of scheduled in so you can allow yourself to adjust and really make those changes is huge. Yeah. Another thing that has been really valuable to me in this process, and I guess I had done a good job before all of this of really cultivating, working with the kinds of clients that like understand, right? I have such an incredible client base. And even now that I'm in coaching and education, like my students and the kind of women that I cultivate into my circle are so understanding. But back when all of this was happening, like I said, I, I, I was beyond the point of like, let me reschedule. You know, your loss was in slow season. Mine was literally yeah. through busy season. And yeah. so I was, I was to the point, and I do not recommend this. This was like an emergency situation. But I was to the point where I was refunding people's money and then emailing them and telling them, I like, I'm sorry, I can't. And which is horrible. Yeah. But let me just tell you, 100% of the people came back to work with me later. 100% of the people sent their well wishes and checked in, not just via email, but like text messages and checked in with me months later. And so the relationships I develop in my business and I still am developing now are so much more than just client like like a business relationship. Like there's a personal yeah. rapport there. And I have always been what I call like an open book. Like I can share my story with the lady at the grocery store and the guy, like it just, I'm an open book. And yeah, 
I'm not saying you have to be, but for me, it has served me because in the five years since all of this has happened, I have written about it on my blog. I have written about it in newsletters. And I have been very candid about what's happening in my personal life and how I'm handling it. And I have had so many people, unfortunately, over the last five years who have been welcomed into, quote unquote, the grief club and have circled back around with me and have told me, I remember when you wrote about this. I remember when you said this. I remember. And it's like it's serving them now, you know, which is like a horrible thing, but it's also beautiful. And these are relationships I have in my business. We're not even talking about my peer, my friends. We're talking about clients, you know? So it's something that you carry with you forever. Right. Well, and I think that the opportunity for that vulnerability um, and sharing your experiences is huge and really does like it does make you it makes you a person it makes you have that connection with the people that are in your sphere um, and and knowing that maybe you could help somebody else when they're going through this is a really amazing thing too like to know that yeah. you can be like hey you know it did last a lot longer than everyone said it would. Like, yeah, it's it's okay yeah. that still I'm five years later and I heard her voice in my dream. I can't tell you how many times, you know, so I'm, I'm going to be 43 next month, okay? So I'm in the years that my friends and I call like cancer, divorce, and parents dying. Like those are the years we're in. It's horrible. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have seen a client share about the loss of a parent on social media and I immediately DM them and I'm sending them more than just a, I'm praying for you, but it's like a heartfelt, I know what this feels like. If I can help you in any way, you know, like I've gone on this path ahead of you. How can I help you through this? Again, it just goes so far beyond me taking their photos and they, them paying me, you know, it's like now relating to, to them truly from human to human and like that deep relationship, even if they don't ever hire me again for photos, it's like not that, right? right? It's so much farther than just business. And it's allowing those relationships to, to carry you forward, I guess. Well, and I think as photographers too, it gives us such a different perspective. Like I've always known photos are important, but then when all you have left is a photo and they say that, but like, yeah, you don't realize it until it's there. And you're like, well, shit, I wish I had a video, you know, or I wish I had a voicemail too. Or, you know, like the last family pictures we had taken were in 20, like what, 18, maybe, which I, that's pretty good. I feel like for an extended family session. Um, but especially through a pandemic, right? Yeah, Yeah. But, um, you know, those things are way more important than I ever realized. And I always have been like, well, extended family sessions. But now I'm like, no, I'll take your extended family photos. Bring your parents. Let's go. No, like, let's get the photos of grandpa. Yeah, I've always hated the extended family sessions. But now the same, same thing. I'm (laughs) like, grandparents, yes, let's do it. You know, it's made me have this total new appreciation for all of the relationships that matter within a family. And it's not something that I necessarily advertise, but for my existing clients, when they ask, it is an easy yes for me because now I can I can serve them in that way because I know how valuable it right. is. I also realized that, well, so one thing that I noticed, this sucks, but <laughs> I, I noticed that 
all of the photos that I have taken have always just been of the kids. You know, like when we're together, it's photos of the kids doing whatever, not my parents with the kids or, you know, just my parents and I or those kinds of things. We've never, none of us are very good about turning the camera on the adults in the room. And like, I realized how important that is too, like how, how unseen we are sometimes by each other um, and how undocumented. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And that was actually something that I shared right after losing both Mimi and my mom was my grandmother was the family historian. Okay. She had all the photos and all the albums and all the things. And it was my job to go through them. And then when I lost my mom, it was, again, my job to go through them. And I actually shared about that stuff on social media, about all these photos that I was finding and when they were from and me as a baby and me with these different people. And and I just, it, you're right. Like, we've always known how deeply important photos are. So many people think it's frivolous, but at the end of a life, that is what is left. And I am constantly yeah. telling my clients, like, the photos from your family session or your newborn session or your motherhood session or whatever, they're not about the kids. They're about giving this gift to your kids when you're not there anymore so that they can see how you looked at them when they were three years old, how they fit in your lap, how all these things. It's about you being there too. And I actually, I have a line in my FAQs now about sessions. I will not photograph just the kids, quote unquote. If you ask me that, I straight up say, no, I don't do that. I can refer you to somebody else and here's why. And I give this whole explanation about how it is so important for you to be seen with your kids. Yeah. Well, and I, like I noticed too, like just taking pictures of mom and dad together without the kids too, like those things, there's just so many opportunities that we um, miss and a lot of it's out of vanity Um, (laughs) for for the person in front of the camera, but right. really it's so important to think about everyone that's involved and remember like how you're gifting your children these photos, not of them, but of who you are with them too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I can tell you uh, as having that job, having that role of going through all of the photos, I never once looked at those photos and said, my mom looks like crap. My grandmother looks like crap. They look tired. They could have used a haircut. They needed to lose weight. That Those thoughts literally did not even Never. cross my mind. Like it's not, no. that's not a thing, right? It's not no. a thing at all. We we make it out to be a thing, but it's not, it's not. Yeah, we did. We had a big day of going through photos and like, I'm so grateful for my mother-in-law who is the family historian on my husband's side of the family because my side of the family is not very good at that, <laughs> but she like she had pictures of him at birthday parties and um you know stuff like that and but just sitting there and sifting through those photos and remembering things um it's just an important it's important and like recently I went through a photo album with my kids of it was of my mom before they were even born I had made a photo album for my mom for her fiftieth birthday. And so that was fun to like look at, you know, here are her parents and here's Mimi as a baby and all those things. Yeah, Um, I love it. Yeah. So my mom is a Mimi too. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious since your loss is more recent than mine. 
and and different. Yeah. Every is all always different. It's what, always different. What has that looked like for you as a business owner and as a running a business and being a mom? Like what has shifted for yeah. you since then? Yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, I it was really hard. So I I actually had two newborn sessions the week after he passed away, which like I think I think he passed away Wednesday and I had a session Friday. And oh it was honestly really good for me to have that session. Um, because it was just the newborn and parents and I got to just like enjoy that baby and enjoy the new life. And it felt kind of full circle, you know, and my dad loved yeah. babies and they were talking about, you know, the lullaby that they play at the hospital. Yeah. Um, and that had gone off. Like when I got to the emergency room after he had passed that you could hear that. And it was like, Oh, you know, like that circle yeah. of, um, loss and new life. Um, but it changes to my business. So I, like I said, I was in slow season um, and I I had just started the podcast. It was really hard for me to keep going, honestly. Um, I had already been on uh, antidepressants and sleeping meds, thankfully, and yeah. had a therapist, thankfully, all from pandemic stuff. So yeah, that was good. But business-wise, I you know, I just kind of took it slow. And luckily, like my, my income is not the main income for our house. Uh, so I was able to take some time and kind of slowly work when it made sense. But yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then it's really like caused me to kind of reevaluate what I want to do and make sure that I'm not doing things that I don't want to do. And those, like, I always have preached that, right? Like, yeah. Uh, since since when my when my third was born, I started senior photography when Henry was born, and um, was doing in person sales. And I, you know, I made great money at it, but I didn't enjoy it because of the time away from family. And so, like, I made that pivot not to do that anymore, um, and found ways to work during you know school hours and and having that loss just like reamplified that. And it also reamplified my need for more time for myself in the week too, where I can go see my mom. Yeah. Um, and spend time with family outside of work hours when when it happened, like well, of course it was 2021. So we had just kind of started seeing each other again, you know, like yeah. We didn't see each other for a lot of the pandemic because we were worried yeah. about getting each other sick. Um which is yeah. like wild, right? And then right. um it it shifted my priorities about like finding time for the other important things for me, like yeah. not just work. I love work. I love doing my job, but it's important for me to go have lunch with my mom once a week or make sure I see my mother-in-law too. And my husband's grandma is still around. So really prioritizing that family time outside of just my little unit too, because we are homebodies. <laughs> yeah. We can stay home on a weekend gladly. And like, that's totally fine with all of us. But um, it's been really good for us to kind of 
remember that those other relationships are really important and valuing those that time uh, with people outside of our house and friends and all of it. Honestly, like it just made it made me feel like life is too short to be working all the time or, you know, to to not take advantage of the opportunities that exist. Yeah, totally. I I mean, so everything that I did that shifted and everything you've done that shifted, it's all about getting more time back, right? And and it's hard because when you are an entrepreneur, like we feel like every waking second we have should get poured into this thing we've created. Or maybe yeah. we're pouring all of our time into it just because we love it and we're excited about it and we're passionate about it. But um, uh, there's there's part of it that's like, what's the rush? Like, right. why can't I still aim towards this goal and this dream and this whatever measure of success? But why does it have to be at that pace? Why can't I just say it's going to take me two years instead of one year and allow myself more time to breathe, right? Like, for me, yeah, a yeah. lot of the time I have built in is just to give myself grace, right? Like you said, if I'm having a day where it hits me and I'm really sad or my kids come home from school sick or whatever, life happens. Yeah. Like just giving myself the grace to not be under pressure all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And finding ways to, I mean, it's, been a lot about like, okay, I just need to hire somebody out for this task or use yeah. a program for this task to like make things a little faster. But also I feel like just seeing that that connection piece um, with wanting to connect with my people also makes me want to connect more with my clients and like yeah. uh, the people that I'm serving and how how can I make a difference for somebody versus how can I make money from somebody? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah. Like, that's, that's huge. I feel like thinking about what, what purpose you're serving in their life. Um, yeah. Because you are, you're, you're going to make an impression on people, no matter if it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think, I think time plays into that too. Like having the time and the bandwidth to really develop a relationship beyond just this that client that that exchange of money and services right but really yeah. developing a relationship and like you said serving them like how can i serve them how can i really make an impact that matters how can i show them that i see them and value them and yes. a lot of that comes with bandwidth right because when you're in a factory cranking out sessions constantly you don't have the mental bandwidth for that and it's not enjoyable, but when you cut your sessions in half or down by 75% and you can really pour into people, you're playing a bigger role, but also like that connection piece, like you said, it's, it's fulfilling to you too. Like we need the connection yeah. so bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's my word this year is connection. Oh, I um, love that. Because I, like, I felt like I was missing it so much and, um. After I went to the Show It Spark conference in November, it was like, oh, I really do need people like even more now than ever. Um, right. And so that kind of has been my kind of guiding force this year is how can I talk to people and enjoy people? And, you know, I think a lot of that is from that loss too and the grief of, of the pandemic, like that grief of like the life you had before 
coronavirus. And I, you're in Texas, so I think things hit you a little bit differently there than here yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, yeah um, they did. So it's been it's been a it's been a interesting thing because, like, honestly, I my kids came home from school that March, and then they didn't go back to school for a full year. We homeschooled for a year, so really put my business on hold for that and shifted and pivoted for for that and like it really has been interesting that that grief of yeah who I used to be totally and and that's a that's a kind of grief that I don't feel like gets talked about very much um anytime you had one vision of your life and then it changes that's grief right and so whether mm-hmm. it's the pandemic or whether it's you thought you weren't going to be a mom and then you got pregnant or you thought you were only right. going to have two kids and then you had a surprise third kid or there's, right. I mean, there's all kinds of grief that aren't necessarily like these horrible things, but, but people don't realize that anytime you had one vision and you're going full steam ahead and something dramatically changes that and causes some sort of pivot, you are grieving the change. It, again, it might yeah. not be bad, but you're grieving yeah. the life you thought you were going to have. And now trying to like reestablish, okay, just kidding. Now we're doing this other thing over here, you know? And um, I think people don't allow themselves to feel that grief. Like oftentimes oftentimes they're like, oh, well, we're just doing this other thing. And then they try and blow past it. And then all those emotions, I mean, then you're getting into a whole therapy situation, you know? (laughs) But like, allowing yourself the time and space to be a human and be like, oh, well, I liked where I was going and right. now I'm bummed and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Giving your space that yourself the space for those feelings to exist and being like not feeling guilty about being sad about something. Like I feel like we shove our feelings down so much and it's not good for us. <laughs> no. And no, again, therapy, need therapy for that. But um, yeah, just having that, that kind of um, space in your business, though, to allow for those periods of grief, even if you're not ex- haven't experienced the loss loss of a loved one. Um, that, like you said, having a third baby when you didn't expect to. <laughs> right, right. I had my third baby about a year earlier than planned, and it was like it was a gut punch to like refigure all of my goals. And um, I mean, that's that's where that in person sales thing and the uh, senior photography came in. I had planned to go to a conference for that. I went 14 weeks pregnant um, and like made those shifts still. And and then, and then it happened and baby was here and it was like, well, this is not, this is not working. (laughs) So having to like adjust to that was huge too. Yeah. So obviously we both made changes to like our time and our capacity. Yeah. which also there's like a boundary there, right? Like we're setting firm boundaries about what we can take on and what we can't and saying no more. I'm curious, even though you said earlier that like your household does not rely on your income, did those boundary shifts and those time parameters, did you raise your prices or change your pricing structure to support that? I did. Yeah, Yeah. I did. So, um, when, so when I switched off of doing in-person sales, I raised my family pricing significantly and switched to soft proofing for those clients. And it made a huge difference for, for how I felt about my work. How about, like, I didn't feel burnt out anymore because I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't 
making pennies for <laughs> leaving my three right. kids. Like my kids are really close in age. They're 20 months and then 28 months apart. So I had yeah. a four-year-old, a two-year-old and an infant. Um, like it was bananas at that time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, making those shifts so that I could spend time with them. I mean, also, no one wants to babysit three kids that are that close in age. Right. It's really hard to find childcare. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Yeah. I think I think there's a big piece, like a, a big money piece there that, you know, I mean, we start our business because we're like, I love taking photos. I love capturing memories. And it's all exciting at first. But I think part of allowing, at least I know for me, allowing myself to have a lighter calendar and not take on as much, I do need that financial payout yeah. to feel like it's okay, to feel justified, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, am, I am helping support my family and my income does matter. And if I'm not making a certain amount, then I feel like I have to take on more. And so there's a requirement to like, raise your prices yeah, so that you can breathe a little easier and feel supported and feel okay with only taking half as many sessions or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that is such a, that comes with time and experience. Like, yeah, I feel like every podcast, every speaker, every class is like, raise your prices. Raise your price. <laughs> and newer photographers are like, la la la, plugging their ears, just kind of <laughs> ignoring it. But I don't care how you look at it from what perspective you need to raise your prices. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and for me, the biggest shift was like realizing that what people were paying me for was not just my skill and the pictures that I was taking, but it was for my time away from my family. Yeah. And like that made it easier for me to charge more because my family is worth more. Um it's a mindset thing. Like, obviously I'm worth that much too, but at the time that wasn't how I felt about it. But, but feeling like my time away from my family was worth that much versus the photos yeah. that I'm delivering, which I mean, you're also giving an experience and blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, there's, a, there's a huge value in seeing that you're valuable and that you have worth to not just the clients, but to the people that you're missing out on too. Yeah, totally. I mean, anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to yourself, your family, your personal time. And when you look at it like that, and you're like, is this extra job that I'm already at capacity, but it's taking on this extra job worth missing out on XYZ with my family? And 99% yeah. of the time, the answer is going to be no. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's such an important thing with having a business that's sustainable through the ups and downs of life is yeah. charging enough that you can have the capacity, the time capacity to say no to things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that you can like deal with the grief when it comes up and um, yeah. make those shifts and changes too. Um, yeah. Okay. We should probably wrap it up, but I've enjoyed okay. this conversation so yeah. much. Um, I could keep going. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I know let's uh, it's so, it's so hard to, to put a cap on things. Right. But um, I do want to respect your time and our audience's time. So I'll go ahead and wrap it up for now. But Sabrina, where can people find you? Um, where where should we find you online? Yeah. So the easiest place is probably Instagram at Sabrina Gebhardt Photography. I'm there most days. Um, I personally, my personal favorite feature of Instagram is the the DM like voice memoing. So if you oh, ask me a question that. or you say, 
If you ask me a question or say hello, I am probably popping in and you're going to hear my voice. So don't let that frighten you. Uh, Let that be welcoming, but I love it when people come say hello. Very cool. And Sabrina, you also have the Roundtable membership. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I have a little monthly membership. There's about 55 women and growing currently. It is just women. Sorry, guys. me. (laughs) Yes, including Kate. There's a lot of fun people in there, but it is very heavily focused on community, which is the connection piece. The having Mm -hmm. women friends that understand what you're doing is so huge. Um, But my whole premise behind this group is enough information every month to keep you accountable and growing without overwhelming you. So there's there's three pieces of content every month and that looks different every month, which is really fun because it's always keeping you on your toes. But it's almost always one guest speaker and then there will be some sort of teaching from me or a Q&A or hot seats. And then there's generally some sort of download, um, like a behind the scenes video or a PDF yeah, I'm excited guide. to watch. Yeah. So it's really, it's enough to just, you can totally digest three things a month, right? And yeah. then other yeah. than that, it's just the community. Like it is such a safe space to questions or share struggles or wins. And it's just a little group that I'm so proud of. And I'd love to have anybody that wants to join in, join it. And it's $22 a month. So super affordable, which is awesome. I'm excited to dive into the video you sent out today. Yes. Um, Looks so good. Um, And there's some other trainings that I have to dive in still too, but um, it's been really nice to be part of another little community and having, I think it's so important to have a sounding board. and have people to talk to that are experiencing the same things as you are. Um, 100%. As solopreneurs, like we don't have that as solopreneurs. We work by yeah. ourselves. But this is my, this is my office. Here I am alone yeah. all day. Um, so, you know, it's really important to have that, that connection piece. So I love that. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thanks for having me, friend. Before you leave today, I have to tell you about the roundtable. This is a community I built for female photographers who want to continue growing their business while forging industry friendships along the way. If you enjoy my teaching style on the podcast, then I know you will absolutely love the roundtable. In this group, you will learn practical ways to move your business forward while finding community and accountability with like-minded photographers. Every month, you will get access to three pieces of content over a broad variety of topics. In the past, we have covered things like pricing, editing, goal setting, website reviews, social media, and even videos from me behind the scenes at real sessions. Members have also had the opportunity to learn from incredible guest speakers and industry leaders on a huge variety of topics. I pride myself in giving you just enough education every month to keep you growing and moving forward while not overwhelming you with content. Oh, and the private Facebook community is absolutely incredible. Consider it your space to ask all the things, get all the support and make real life business besties. If you're ready to join us and take this podcast relationship a bit deeper, you can head over to sabrinagebhardt.com backslash membership and enroll today.